Episode 33, April 4th, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call. That's one call now. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 33 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. It's a show all about you, a chance where you get to share your Jeep experiences with us live. Each week, we ask you a Jeep-related question, and then we want you to call in and share your story. We love to hear from you, so please give us a call. You can call in right now. Just dial 302-202-1110 and enter in the code 219-835. I'm Tammy here on the East Coast studios of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, and joining me every Tuesday night from the Jeep Talk headquarters, Jeep Talk Show headquarters, is Tony. Hey, Tony, how's it going? Pretty good. I was going to say you forgot to say sun when you were uh, introducing me there. It's uh, the Jeep Talk sun call-in show. I, I made a mistake last week on the Thursday show, and I was messing up the, the name of our sponsor uh, on multiple occasions, and I didn't realize it. So they were telling me through the back channel chat that we use the, uh, that I was missing words. I think I get nervous when I talk, Tammy. Why can't I see you? <laughs> During the middle of the thing, my light went out. Oh, no. Is it the LED one? Yeah, the battery. I have batteries on two of these. i got to hook them up, too. Oh, you didn't get the uh, the adapters, the little chargers that I... Uh... Yeah, no, I the ones in the back. Okay. Well, I gotta, technical difficulties, but uh, yeah, it, it doesn't... It's it does, all good. For the audio-only audience, it's not a problem. And by the way, we're sporting a new chat in uh, in our chat room tonight. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you should be here live every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, you go over to jeeptalkshow.com, and there is a little uh, little video window where you could watch and listen to the show. And then uh, right below that is a chat room. And uh, since we had such a hard time with... Uh, uh, spammers this last thursday uh we uh, changed the uh, chat uh and it's kind of fancy it's kind of nice i'm just hoping that it's uh uh the uh, server that we have this thing on is fast enough to handle multiple people i uh, got several yeah. people in there now and it's uh it's fun to chat i often equate it to being like going to the the theater with your friend and watching a bad movie and making uh, uh wise remarks while the, yeah. the movie is playing <laughs> and they sh- they sure do in the chat room sometimes. Oh, it's, it's so much fun. I I, yeah. I remember back whenever I was watching uh, podcasts and stuff uh, with chat rooms, and it was just a lot of fun getting in there and cracking wise. As you can well imagine, I can think up uh, quite a few things to say. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, down here in Texas, and uh, Tammy, I uh, I'm having overheating issues again. I, I mentioned it Thursday, and I was really happy that I made it to and from work today, the first time since oh, I. Uh, replace the uh the water pump which seemed to be perfectly fine uh it just the the seal around the water pump seemed to be uh leaking uh coolant anyway we made it back and forth perfectly fine today it seems to be back to normal so uh i was a little concerned i like whenever i'm fixing something i like seeing a definite issue and i didn't see any definite issues when i was working on my jeep so i was a little concerned that 
uh, I was going to have to be pulling over and letting it cool off and getting all hot and sweaty with no air conditioning running, you know. All oh, those, that would have stunk. All, all those things real Jeepers, yeah, all those things real Jeepers uh, don't mind at all. I'm I'm just, I'm precious, so I can't get sweaty. You yeah, know? you just play one on TV, right? <laughs> That's right. I just, <laughs> I, I'm, not a, I'm not a real Jeeper. I just play one on TV yeah. or, on, or on YouTube Live. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys know the drill. We're uh, we're doing the uh, the uh, the Facebook Live. We're do- <laughs> oh, speaking of that, Tammy, did you see all the Facebook Live videos that we got yes. for the jam? Oh, we thing? Have, we we need to judge. We got a pick. I've already made yeah. my pick. I haven't shared it with you guys. Uh, I got my my top three, and uh, of course the 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 top one, the one that's going to win the jamic. And if you guys uh, uh, don't recall, we were doing a a jamic, uh, which is a, a hammock for your Jeep. Uh, giveaway uh, all during the month of March, and March is over, and uh, now we've gotten all the uh, Facebook Live video submissions in, and boy, there were some there were some good ones in there, Tammy. I mean, I, they, they I were all great. Yeah, they were all great, but there were some that were very imaginative, and some that were just downright uh, wrong for involving their children uh. <laughs> in the begging of free stuff, <laughs> which is uh, kind of close to my heart because it's something that I would do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Dave, Dave and his daughter Cameron. Yeah, that was uh, a cute one. Did that one? It was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's what we got going on tonight. And uh, uh, Tammy, uh, take her over. What, what are we going to be talking about tonight? Oh, and of course, this is a call-in show, so we need you guys calling in. Uh, uh, Tammy, what's our question tonight? And uh, we'll tell them, tell the folks how this is going to work. Well, normally. Um we just ask a question. Tony and I will talk about it for a little bit, and we hope that you guys call in and give us your answer or share some experiences about the the topic. And that's during the first 15 minutes. And then the last 15 minutes, it's like an open call where you can call us and talk about whatever you want. It could be the question of the day or whatever um, Jeep-related, off-roading-related item you may have. Oh, it does have to be Jeep-related. Okay, let me... Uh... Oh, Jeep or off-roading related. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> or mall crawling, I guess. Well, I was going to say, um, you're going to get too specific. You're going to say if it has anything to do with Wranglers and them being black oh, and why that's great. and Jeeps. We're only talking about black <laughs> Wrangler Rubicons. You know, I think of... With purple flags. I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, I can see out of uh, my 10th uh, story office window during the day, uh, this huge parking lot, and there are so many vehicles out there on the street and in that huge parking lot across the street of uh, gray, white, and black vehicles. Mm-hmm. There is a, a near 100% lack of imagination and color in, auto, <laughs> in, auto, in the color of, the auto, of people buying these automobiles. And I just find it so strange. I mean, I yeah. understand a lot of people don't want a bright colored vehicle for whatever reason, but it just, you get something that you're going to have, you know, generally speaking, for three to five years yeah. uh, anyway. And it's just so dismal. Now, I, I mean, I, th- I don't think black goes under that heading because black can be uh, quite sexy, done with chrome and other things, like on you know some street rides. Oh wait, wait, what did you just say? Like I said, on street rides. No, 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 no. Back it up. Rewind a little. Oh, I black said it, I said it can so be quite sexy. It can be quite sexy if done properly with the chrome and everything else. But you know the uh, the the black of uh, a sedan, a four door family sedan. Eh, I don't know. It's each their own, of course. But, uh, yeah, black can be quite nice. In fact, I think I've told you before, the Wrangler that I was looking at originally was black. Yeah, so, you did. 
You did. Yeah, yeah. So, but you got a little stupid and went red. Oh so, no, red. Red's my favorite color. That's okay. Red is the color hey. when I, I'm out in the sun for 15 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so this past weekend I went wheeling. Mm-hmm. I was up at Roush Creek with Northeast Off-Road Adventures. And these guys are out of New York in the Catskills. They run a driver's training school. Anyway, they, I met them at Women's Wheel in last October and they talked about having a ladies 101 day down at Roush Creek for all the ladies around here. So I said, Hey, if you do that, I'll come join you and the ladies out on the trail. Um, which I did. And, um, we just did the basic, you know, green trails because most of these women have oh, never. It's, it's 101. You got to keep it easy. Yeah. yeah. They've never driven their Jeep off road. So, you know, we did, you know, the basics and stuff and um, talked about how to, you know, drive your vehicle and everything. Anyway, I'm just curious. I thought the question would be, when you first started off-roading, did you take any classes or get any lessons or did you just go out there and learn from your mistakes? And what mistakes did you make that you learned from? What were some things that you did that, um, you know, you maybe broke your Jeep or you got in a stuck situation and what did you learn from those mistakes? So that's our question and I hope you guys will call in and share some of your experiences with us because, you know, when we make mistakes, that's how we learn and when we share our mistakes with other people, I think that's how we learn. Um, So I just thought it would be a great way for us to, you know, Give each other little tips and tricks. Um, you can call in at 302-202-1110. And then when the phone picks up or when you dial that, then you punch in 219-835 and um, we'll be on the line and we can start chatting. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that I know the answer to this, Tammy. Uh, you didn't take any kind of lesson before you started off-road. Yes, I did. Did you? Because yes. I thought this was the first thing that was ever a formal thing that you went to. No, I my I had no interest when I bought my Sahara in off-roading at all. I just bought it for the top-down mm-hmm. thing. And my friend um, said, hey, you should do a blog about your Jeep. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I did, and I got involved <laughs> in social media. Oh, okay. I like the I, way you did that. <laughs> I, I was like, this is kind of lame. But now I love it. But anyway, I got involved in social media and I started like, oh, my God, there's this whole community out there. And I started seeing all these pictures people would post. And then all of a sudden I found YouTube and all these YouTube videos. And I found the videos from the Rubicon Trail. And I'm like, oh, my God, that looks so amazing. So I just started researching around here. And I, that's where I found Roush Creek. And I noticed that they did 101 classes. So I hopped in my Jeep and um, my first time off-roading was a private um, 101 class with Kyle um, with Off-Road Consulting. And he was amazing. The things that he taught me, um, I would have never learned all that on my own. That's cool. And was that in the Rubicon or the uh, Sahara? That was my stock Sahara. That's right, because I remember you going in the Sahara. So let me let me roll you back uh, a few sentences. You said uh, whenever you were talking about uh, doing a blog on the uh, the Jeep, huh. you said, "Oh, lame." So what mm-hmm. what changed between the lame and 
now because you have a definite excitement uh, for jeeping oh, yeah. and off-roading and, and now even jeep modification the the jeep part wasn't lame it was i didn't i guess i didn't really know what blogs were ah. um, i didn't get the whole thing and when i started doing it it i did it for myself it was kind of like my online oh, that's, diary yeah. that's the best way to do it yeah yeah and that's kind of still still how i do it um it's kind of like um logging my journey with my jeep mm-hmm. um and hopes to inspire other people and um maybe share some knowledge what little knowledge i do have in the jeeping world right now well which, you have you have a lot more than the uh, the individual that hasn't done the things that you're doing right. so and that's the case that's the case for all of us uh right. you know we all know a little something here and there, and we've all had different experiences. Some of them are the same. I think most of them are the same. And that's the great thing about the, the Jeep community and, of course, the Jeep Talk Show because we get to share those things. We love hearing from you folks. And, uh, I mean, there's been uh, numerous things that I've heard that I've I had no idea. Uh, a lot of it uh, has to do with uh, the winter weather type stuff because I've never experienced that. So it's really interesting right. hearing about, like, for example, I figured if you had lockers, that would be the absolute wonderful thing to have all four wheels with traction in the snow and ice. And then I found out, no, it's better to have them open, <laughs> which is not what I would expect. So uh, it, it's wonderful that we have such a, a great way with the Internet to be able to uh, share all this information easily across uh, the country and the world. So, um, yep, it's pretty fun. Uh, so the uh, was there anything special about this, this 101 class that you uh, – that you found out or anything that you'd like to share? I think you were going to blog about this. so you. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a few things. I'm. They did like a little two-hour classroom session and talked about differentials. Oh, boring. Let's get out in the Jeep, yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if you don't know anything about this. No, it's, it's the right way to do about, it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you don't know about when you use the lockers, what happens. And it was really great and informative. Um, most of it I pretty much knew. Um but then when we got out on the trails and, you know, they, I'm going to have a video. I'm going to blog about it tomorrow. It'll be on my – just the few things that I learned, um, things that I'm like, oh, God, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's really smart. Um, and then just talking about one of the things they said, as a beginner, you really should not depend on your hill control descent. I know you don't oh, have yeah. that, Tony. yeah. You no, shouldn't I agree. count on You need to know how to do it yourself. Right. You shouldn't count on your lockers because you can for the most part get out of some of those stuck situations if you just use certain techniques, you know, like moving your wheels around, you know, don't keep spinning your tires, maybe back up and try a different line. There are just so many different ways to try to get out of these situations without using these, you know, quote $10,000 buttons. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, that, I, I, I was kind of surprised because uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ, who's who's joined us here on the uh, the call, Tammy, uh, oh, okay. he was uh, he was telling me because I got I have lockers for my Jeep, I haven't installed them yet, and he's telling me ah you should do some wheeling without the lockers because there's things that you can learn by uh, not using lockers, and I'm thinking to myself, no, damn it, I just want to take the steering wheel with one finger and point where I'm going and just go, right, right Steve? Isn't that the way the wheel? Well, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, really, you should uh, you should learn about your rig uh, without the lockers because uh, 
you can get a feeling of invincibility and you can get in trouble. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, this is like a, a winch or bigger tires or any of that stuff. It just gets you further into trouble. Well, the idea is uh, you should know your limits, and then, then you won't be in trouble. <laughs> exactly. What's the fun in that, Steve? <laughs> well, it's fun for me. <laughs> Don't break stuff that way. Yeah, not, the not breaking stuff would be would be good. You know, Tammy, we've been uh, chatting here. What What is the question uh, that, that we oh, have for tonight? Like, it's kind of twofold. Did you take off-roading lessons before you, like, really went out and did it, or did you just go and do it and learn from your mistakes, and if you did it, learn from your mistakes, what mistakes did you make and what did you learn? So I'm going to speak for Steve here and to say that he's very insulted by this question. How, how dare you even indicate that there would be any lessons for Steve? Oh, I'm sure he's learned <laughs> There were no lessons when I did it. <laughs> there were no lessons. That was before <laughs> teachers, right? Yeah. <laughs> there, there was no lessons. There was no off-road parks. There was nothing when I did it. Uh, we had a little... Uh, 42 military jeep i was 15 and a half and i uh, had my learner's permit here in california and i said mom get in the jeep i need to learn how to drive and so we uh got in the jeep and uh first dirt road took a right and away we went that that was an old yeah. roll bar jeep right i mean that was uh the military jeep so there was it was completely open at the top rollover meant your uh your head was the roll bar <laughs> what roll bar that's what um, i'm saying <laughs> well <laughs> no, it, it was topless it was uh summertime so uh uh we we didn't have the top on we had a top for it but uh no we just started driving and so forth and then uh uh when i got to be almost 16 uh this guy in this cj5 it was lifted and had 11-inch uh, wide aircraft tires on it and all that stuff pulls up next to me and says, hey, you want to get in a club? Uh-oh. I, thought, I don't know. <laughs> right. But, so these two guys in these lifted Jeeps, they had V6s in it. You know, I have my little flathead four-banger. They said, well, we're going to go on a trip. So I said, okay, I'm game. And I uh, said, mom, we're going on a trip. And so uh, my mother, being a, a cool gal, she uh, said, all right. So we uh, followed these guys <laughs> from uh, Lake Tahoe to Reno, which is no small drive. Uh, and uh, uh, we got together with this uh, group from Reno, and we went out through a back road and, and so forth. And it wasn't too bad. I mean, you could, I could probably drive most of it in my Subaru without any problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we got to Carson City, and the organized trip was over, and they said, well, now you want to do some real wheeling. And I said, okay, sure, fine. Uh, so they said, all right. And so we took off from uh, Virginia City towards Carson City, and we were just going up the ravines and all that stuff and going past old mines and, and things like that. And uh, there was no road. And... They they almost had to tow me out. I uh, my little 616s weren't uh, up to their uh, high flotation tires and their uh, positive track rear ends and all that stuff and, and wow bigger horsepower. We finally made it. <laughs> Took me about four or five tries to get up this one hill out of this uh, ravine. It was kind of sandy and and we 
we got there finally and uh, made it to Carson City. And uh, when we made it home, it was an 11-hour trip. Wow. So How exciting. So when you were out in this area where you were wheeling, did you see uh, Ben or Little Joe, maybe Hoss Cartwright, out there on the Ponderosa? Uh, no, Tony, I don't think he did. <laughs> The, that's, the ranch house was over by Tahoe. Sorry. See, that's <laughs> actually a, uh, that's the area. At, at, <laughs> yeah, at Incline Village is where the the house was where they did the filming. Yeah, uh, see, north end of Tahoe. I remember those those towns that he was talking about, Tammy. That's the area where they they uh, had the Ponderosa and the. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, well st- they they did do some filming up there, and it, and it was kind of fun. We knew where they were filming and so forth. And, uh, little Joe's uh, painted uh, horse was uh, stabled up behind my house. Oh wow! And, uh, some idiot some idiot shot it one night during deer season. <gasps> God, that was oh, a no. beautiful horse. So they had to get him another horse. Damn, that's so sad. Hey, well, Steve, you know when you were going up that hill and you said you tried it a, a bunch of times? Did, did uh-huh. you, like, back down and go up a different path? Or, like, what what did you do, if you remember? I <laughs> just backed down and tried to get a bigger run at it, which was kind of irrelevant with my, my 55 horsepower at uh, 5,000 feet elevation. <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, I think if, top speed on those I things like fifty. If I down tires, I would have done a lot better. But I was, you know, brand new to it. I didn't know anything about it, and so we had narrow tires that were fully aired up. And, and so, oh, okay. Uh, so did the guys that were with yeah. you? Did they have their tires aired down? No, they didn't. Uh, like I say, they were running aircraft tires. Um, or not? Well, I guess they weren't aircraft tires. They were ag tires. They were. Uh, Four ply tires, like they put on the front of tractors, they had a straight rib on them. Oh and wow! They just had a big footprint anyway, and those kind of tires do really well, believe it or not, off road in things like dirt and sand and so forth. And they didn't have any trouble at all. But I had uh, my skinny uh, snow tires on that we had for winter and so forth, and, and uh, there was a big difference. And open differentials too, so. Boy, I, I bet you. I bet you we uh, we just don't have any idea about the how wonderful uh, the the aftermarket and even the uh, OEM tires that we have available uh, now. Uh, it's oh, great, sure. great experience to to see that from way back then uh, to now, and uh, be appreciative of all all those things. Right. Well, uh, thank I you a lot, Steve. We uh, a great story as always. Let's uh, let's get over to this uh, this next caller. Hey, caller, thanks for calling in, and uh, you know I appreciate you holding because you've been waiting there for a while. Uh, what's your name, and uh, what kind of Jeep do you have? Hello. There you go. You're on the air. I've got well completely together. I guess I've got my. 97 XJ, and in parts I've got all oh, what 2.1 CJs. You recognize that voice, don't you, Tammy? Yeah, I do, and I'm like trying to place it. <laughs> you don't know who it is. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> 
So, uh, Super Croc, tell us, uh, what, what's that question again, Tammy? Give us the Reader's Digest version this time. Basically, have did you take a class before you went off-roading? If not, when you went out off-roading, did you make mistakes, and what did you learn? Yeah, Super Croc, did you take, did you take lessons before you went off-roading? Heck no. <laughs> yeah. All my off-roading has been getting stuck and getting on trails, and it's even more fun when... When you have uh, other family members with you and you get them, why did you go down that road? (laughs) (laughs) So what was the first vehicle you went off-roading in? Uh, I'm thinking it's uh, an 88 Plymouth uh, 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 vehicle, uh, a a coupe. Well, intentionally or unintentionally. (laughs) Whichever is the most interesting. Um, unintentionally was my, I hate to say it, I had a Oldsmobile Bravada. Uh, worst, worst, uh, quasi off-road, um, vehicle you can ever own. Um, and that was in a ditch to avoid a deer, and so I drove along the ditch getting cattails everywhere in that. Oh, I did not like it, but so uh, that was my first unintentional off-road. Intentionally, it was probably my brother's truck. Uh, he had an old Dodge 4x4 that we'd go down the back roads and pop around in. That was and then my XJ is I've done the most with XJ. You're you're fading out on us uh, there, Anton. Could you uh, speak straight into the microphone? Is this any better? Yes, sir. It is. Yep, it sure is. All right. Yeah, my XJ. I've had the most um, experience with off-roading. With uh, the first intentional was my brother's truck. He had the old school Dodge 4x4 mm-hmm. that Was it a power wagon? Yep. Oh, cool. Those things were really, really sharp, even though they were Dodges, because I remember back then when they came out, it was all Chevy Ford, and then, uh, you know, the, the young upstart Dodge uh, came out with uh, with vehicles, and, and I think they had, they had them out uh, before then. Uh, but uh, that was... Uh, uh, it was still a pretty cool vehicle, uh, pretty cool-looking truck r- running around. Hey, don't say that C word. That's a bad word. I like Chevys. I've had Chevys and Fords. I think the Ford was uh, a little bit better quality, though. The only thing I haven't had is a uh, uh, is a Dodge. Uh, we, from what I've seen, I mean, around here, the Chevys are the pretty boy truck. Oh, yeah. Dodges, the Fords, and occasionally you'll say a J10 or something. They'll get dirty out here. But. You're fading out on us again. So, um, a quick question for you: Knowing what you know now, do you think uh, you would have liked to have taken a like a 101 class or actually gone through some formal training about the do's and don'ts off road, just the basic stuff? That would be really nice. 
um, a lot of mine was was listening to other people and learning what not to do with my vehicle uh, and stuff. And if if I had someone around here that I knew of that could explain kind of the ins and outs of it, uh, it would be nice. I guess the the one thing I'm glad that my grandfather always said was that uh, don't rely on your 4x4. Four 4x4 four, four four only gets you stuck deeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, that's really true. That's kind of like what uh, uh, Steve and I were just uh, talking about with the lockers and, and the other things. Anton, thanks a lot for calling in. We really appreciate it. Uh, we do have another caller, so I'm going to jump over to that one uh, real quick. Hey, caller, thanks for calling us. Uh, what's your name, and what kind of Jeep do you drive? Hey, um, my name is Eddie, and I drive a 1973 CG5 Super Jeep. I won it in a giveaway. And oh, very wow. nice. So I wanted to tell a story about when I took it out for a spin form. Oh, please, go right ahead. That, now, now say what it is again so everybody can uh, get up to speed on it. We're used to hearing you know, about the more modern-day Jeeps. Okay. It's a 1973 CG5 Super Jeep. Okay. Okay, so me and my friends, we decided to go on you know, a road trip. Me, my friend Michael Blotto, Liam Smith, and we're all just sitting in the car. We're listening to, you know, Eddie Clutch music because that's the kind of music we like to listen to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're getting ready to go and we wanted to stop at a hotel room to watch, you know, the basketball game that was on that night. And we like to watch this player named Boban Marjanovic. So what happened is that we went and we're still driving around after the game. You know, Boban had a great game. We were watching it. And then after we're driving and all of a sudden there's you know, a car coming by and next thing you know, the car crashes. And I was like, Oh my God. And we all get out of the car and turns out Boban was coming home from the game and he ended up crashing into us. So I'm like, wait a second. We were just watching you on TV. So he's like, Oh, right. And it's just a weird story. I was like, wait, he just, we just watched him, and he crashes into us. So he's like, oh, you know, I'll pay for the car. It was my fault. And I'm like, really? You're going to pay for it? He's like, yeah. You have to just give me, you know, you have to, you know, have sex with me. So I fucked Boban in the asshole. <laughs> so, so was he still he in, was he still in uniform whenever he left? You know, because it, it takes him a, a bit of time to get out of uniform and get all cleaned up and get in the vehicle and drive down the road like that. So uh, I'm just kind of. I'm kind of confused how that could happen. Hello? Eddie? Yeah, it looks like he left. Oh, that's too bad. I think he was... Was he telling us a... a, a, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was bizarre. (laughs) Well, that's that's the way crank calls are, Tammy. (laughs) They're not always scripted and well thought out. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Who's this basketball player? Never heard of him before. I don't know. <laughs> you know what today is, Tony? Uh, I think I know, but I'll let you say it. It's National Jeep 
four by four day. Uh, oh, you're making it up. That they couldn't. No, I'm there not. couldn't. There couldn't be a national Jeep. Is this a Donald Trump thing? Is this an executive no. order that he signed? No, it's all over <laughs> Facebook. I'm I'm googling it right now. Yeah, I've, actually, I saw that today, and I I don't know that it's a an actual bona fide thing. I think people are just making it up. But it'd be nice to know that it was, though, wouldn't it? It it would. Oh, and National Topless Day is coming up in May. Now too, you're talking. Now you're talking. Yeah. That's uh, you know, the, the guys are always going to be for the. It uh, is. Are, are well behind it, the National Topless Day. If you, it's the national, um, national day calendar. If you go to the nationaldaycalendar dot com, and today is Jeep Four by Four Day. It's also National Hug a News Person Day. Oh, I, I saw that School. too. National School Library Day, Librarian Day, National Equal Pay Day. See, personally, I think that the hug a newscaster is a is a uh, (laughs) is a little too tempting, and people are going to get in trouble. Yeah, (laughs) there's too many pretty uh, newscasters. National Walk Around Things Day, (laughs) National Cordon Blue Day, and National S A A M Day of Action. Huh. Let me know when we get to Marble Day. Yeah. So, oh, Route 16 goes, love that last caller. Call back. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think you're going to have to go back and listen to the show, Tony, and what he said near the very end. Oh, I heard it. I heard it. I I, uh, I suspected there was going to be some trouble uh, from the yeah. very beginning. Uh, but, I, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a crank call. That's what you get on the, on talk shows. And, you know, like I said last time we had a crank call, we've, we've actually made it. We've made it as a talk show, Tammy. A talk, a radio, actually radio talk yeah. show where where crank callers call in. I mean, that's, right. that's a you know, if there was a badge that you could put on a talk show, that that would be our yeah. first badge. We, we would get the we would get the crank caller badge. <laughs> Speaking of badges, I um, did my Jeep badge of honor again, and. Oh, we have a caller, actually. Do you want to take this caller? Oh, no, we're wrapping up. We're, okay. We're, this is the uh, the leaving of the, the music. You, if you want to be on the show, you got to call in sooner. Please yeah. call in sooner. Um, anyway, I did the Jeep Badge of Honor app again, and I'm crossing my fingers. Third time's a charm. <laughs> You're still waiting for those things. Gee, yeah, that's it's been horrible. Yeah, a year, over a year. That's horrible. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, crank callers included. And, uh, we appreciate everybody calling in and it's always fun. Uh, and, and that's what we're here for is to uh, share a little, a little Jeep stuff and have some fun. Folks, don't forget you can check us out Thursday, um, on the Jeep talk show. And every Tuesday we are here taking your calls, cranks and all. Oh, and, uh, we're, uh, we're working on some more guests and, uh, we may have one next week. We'll let you know. Keep up with us on social media to find out more. Have a good night, everyone.